Assalamu alaikum everyone, welcome back to my channel. Not channel, is it a channel? I don't know. Um, I hope you're all well. I am too, alhamdulillah. And welcome back to another podcast. If you're new here, my name is Farah and if you're not, you already know that. <laughs> now, I guess by the title you know what this podcast is going to be about, obviously. So let's just begin. So today's episode is actually inspired by someone I was speaking to online and we had a discussion about how something is clearly haram in Islam and how it is clearly not allowed and definitely should be avoided but it was being shown and presented as something that is allowed in Islam and actually encouraged when it wasn't. Now I won't go into the topic itself because it's got nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but the girl I know was posting about it on her Instagram stories, and we really got into a conversation about how to advise fellow Muslims. Now, that was where I had some time, so we were talking, and afterwards I had to go and feed my child, so I was stuck in my chair, the feeding chair, you know, the rocking one, and I was sat there, and I was feeding my child and I was scrolling on my phone and that's where I saw a lot of negative comments online that were bashing women and always people who were saying things but obviously quote unquote how wrong your hijab is you might as well not wear it you're not wearing it properly so why are you even trying all that sort of nonsense really and I just see some really, really mean and derogatory, degrading, insulting comments from people. Not on my account, but on other people's accounts, right? These people who say that they are giving dawah, they're giving advice, they're, they genuinely care, they're being sincere, but they're really not by the way that they've structured their comments and the way that they're just saying things, Okay. Some of them even say that because the sin is public, the insults and humiliation is allowed because the person is on a public platform and is committing a sin, quote-unquote, they need to be exposed publicly because they're exposing themselves anyways. Now, an example would be, say, if someone's wearing a a abaya and a hijab but the abaya has a belt in the middle and it's fastened quite tight so the person's waist and curves all the curves are all visible so the comments would be oh you're not wearing a hijab this is not hijab wear it properly don't wear it what's the point of hijab if you're wearing that dress um well that sort of nonsense which isn't even advice it's just insult an advice would be oh, sister, you might want to wear a looser dress because I can see your body, but then that would be private, of course. This is not advice. Advice is where you tell someone something that will better them, that will help them. It's not where you insult someone. That's not advice. They've lost the meaning of advice. Now, this behaviour is truly, truly not the way that our Prophet Muhammad wasallam, or how Allah has told us to treat people and how to act. 
This clearly goes against the character of the one who is the best of creation and the one who is the best of mankind, our Prophet Muhammad We literally have the sunnah so we can follow in his footsteps and try to have a character like him. He was known to be kind and compassionate by the people around him and by Muslims until this very day. When we read about him, you get a sense of his character, the way he was, the way he treated people, the way he treated not just his family, not just his wives, but the people who came to him for advice, the people who looked at him for answers on what to do. Okay? He was known to be kind and compassionate and to have the best character that one can have. Yet you see Muslims who preach Islam when it comes to other people and the sins they may or may not not, not know that they are committing. These same people would come and insult and berate them publicly instead of advising in a correct and proper manner. In Islam, there is a way in which we are told to advise people, which I will go over pretty soon, but we'll get to that, okay? So, now imagine you think you are advising someone, right? But you go about it in such a harsh way that it doesn't end well at all. Like, say if a sister wears a hijab, I know I use the hijab as as an example so often, But that's the ones that I see the most, the ones where people try and that's what people get insulted the most about a hijab. So I'll use that as an example. Now imagine if a sister wears a hijab but is showing her hairline and you start insulting her saying that she may as well not wear it since she's not doing it properly and that she's wearing it for attention and that it's tabaruj because that seems to be the word that they love throwing around these days etc then the next day she takes it off because she feels as though she's not good enough to wear one that she doesn't deserve to wear one seeing as she's not doing it properly because she struggles to do it properly okay the closest she got was doing it like that and now she's not doing it anymore but now think about it that if you pulled her aside and you advised her privately with proper etiquette And the next day she had her hairline covered completely. All her hair covered completely. Now how would you feel? In the first situation, a majority of people would still blame her, of course. They would say that, oh, she wasn't... It was obvious she would take it off anyways because she was showing her hairline. Or it doesn't make a difference because she was still showing hair when she wore it anyways. And they would not even realise their fault. But for those who genuinely want to help, the right and sound outcome would make them feel so happy and accomplished. It would make them feel as though they actually made a difference in someone's life and they would be so happy for them, right? Kindness and compassion is how you advise and how you spread the deen. Islam makes such a massive difference. It's insane, okay? You see all those videos on YouTube of people spreading dawah with kindness and intellect to atheists who always, or majority of the time, end up converting at the end or at least looking into the religion in the first place. And it's not just because of the message itself, but also 
most of the time because of how it's conveyed and how it's delivered with such kindness, such good manners, such compassion, such a good way that it just draws you in to learn more. If the people are like this, then they wonder what the religion is like, that the people are so kind and compassionate and caring and so loving towards each other, then how would the religion be? There's actually a hadith in Jami al-Darmidi, sorry, I can't say it properly, but hadith number 1925, stressing the importance of giving fellow Muslims advice. It goes as, Jarir bin Abdullah narrated, I pledge to the Prophet ﷺ to establish the, the Salah and give zakat and to give sincere advice to every Muslim. Now, from this hadith alone, we have gathered that advice given to others should be given with sincere intentions, not for the intention of others or to boost one's ego, because we already know that ego is a massive, massive sin in Islam. If you have even a mustard seed worth of ego in your heart, then you will not smell the scent, the fragrance of paradise ever. Now that is another hadith, but I don't remember it exactly, but that is the way it goes, pretty much. Any other selfish reason should not be the reason that you are spreading this advice, okay? Purely, it should be for the person's betterment and with the most sincere intentions, okay? Any advice given should always be for the good of a fellow Muslim and given out of love for one another's betterment in both lives, this and the hereafter. Generally, traditional scholars from the past have said that there are a few criteria that need to be met by someone who is planning on giving sincere advice. It is derived from Jami... Now, um, let me try. Jami al-Ul... Sorry, Jami al-Ulum wal-Hukam. A Hadith book written by Ibn Rajam. Alhamdulillah, the criteria scholars say must be followed in order to achieve the proper etiquette of advising someone in Islam is what I'm going to be talking about now and in reference to that book. Okay, so first of all, all advice given must be given out of sincerity, which we have already spoken about, sincere for the right intentions and not for one-upping each other, okay? Just for the betterment of each other. Now, another point is that the advice should be free of betrayal and deceit. As Sheikh Ibn Baz has said, I quote, Sincerity means being truthful and honest with no element of deceit or betrayal. The Muslim, because of his great loyalty and love towards his brother, is sincere towards him and advises him to do all that will benefit him and that he thinks is pure with no element of insincerity or deceit. Taken from Majmu al-Fatawa of Sheikh Ibn Baz. On top of that, all advice should be given 
with the aim to better another Muslim's relationship with Allah or better another Muslim in general, be it in this life or the hereafter, just in general. Right? Now, even in the Quran, there is an ayah that talks about the way you're supposed to invite people and advise people. So it says that, Invite them to the way of your Lord with good instruction and argue with them in a way that is best. Indeed, your Lord is the most knowing of who has strayed from his way and he is the most knowing of who is rightly guided. Quran 16.125 Now this says that we must advise with kindness and in the best manner, with the gentleness and good good speech. An obvious point which would be that all points mentioned as advice should always have evidence and always be truthful. Okay? We don't want to advise people something that is a bit iffy, that we're not sure of, that we have no basis of knowledge for. Okay? It should always be something we have some sort of evidence for that's not a lie, that's truthful and honest and sincere. The last point is that it's the one that got me in doing this podcast in the first place. It's the fact that this is one that is forgotten and one that many don't care about anymore. And it's not about advising people publicly, but privately. Advice is mostly always to be given privately, scholars have said, right? They say that, this is a quote by the way, when the early generations wanted to advise someone, they would exhort him in private to the extent that one of them said, whoever exhorts his brother one-to-one, that is sincere advice. Whoever exhorts his brother in front of people is shaming him. End quote. That tells us so much, okay, that people these days need to understand, especially the online keyboard warriors, the judgmental aunties, the Mr. Know-it-alls, the misrights, all those sort of people, okay? And may Allah guide us all to give us better and sincere advice to each other and to take it as well. A lot of the times we we tend to love giving advice and we give advice, we give advice left, right and centre with with correct proof and all the stuff which is good, right? Which is a good thing. It's a really good thing. But then it comes to taking advice and we get all defensive because we can't take advice because of that ego in us that says, no, I'm right and you're wrong. I can't change for what you say because who are you? I know more, I read more. That sort of stuff. Even if it's even if it's someone of knowledge and they make a mistake which is a blatant mistake and we have blatant proof for it, you're told to advise them too. Everyone is equal, your people, your doesn't mean one's always right, one's always wrong. No. If someone gives advice, take it. If someone takes advice, then give it, okay? It just, it doesn't make sense, okay? If someone gives you sincere advice, you take it. And if someone needs sincere advice, you give it.
Now, Al-Fadil ibn Iyad said that the believer conceals his brother's faults and gives him advice in private, whereas the evildoer exposes his faults and shames him. So if we think about this, all of us who quote-unquote advise our fellow brothers and sisters in Islam should not do it publicly because we want to be those who do goodness, not those who do evil, okay? To all who wish to advise others, please do so with the right intentions and the correct etiquette because there is really no goodness or barakah in insulting and berating fellow Muslims. All you would do is add more sins into your list of sins, which is already definitely growing as you continue to insult and berate people. Right? Inshallah, we improve ourselves in this regard and we learn proper etiquette and manners because everything we do, everything we say, even though it may seem so small, if it's not sincere, if it's not got the right intentions, then we may gain a sin, a bad deed, which isn't worth it, okay? Just remember, everything you say, everything you do has a repercussion. Maybe not now, but when you die, in the hereafter. So, this is all for today, and I did not intend for it to be that detailed, I didn't know there was so much information. I just knew there was information, but not so much information. But, alhamdulillah, and inshallah, that was beneficial for at least a handful of people, I hope. (laughs) So, don't forget to follow my TikTok and Instagram with the same name, Farah Talks with three S's. And until next time, salam.